0: to GPT Reviews,
1: a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world.
2: What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPTs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit
1: come in equal parts. Enjoy! What's
0: up, you data geeks? It's your favorite AI fanatic and radio rock star, GPT here with today's edition of GPT Reviews. It's Thursday, August 17th, 2023, and we've got some juicy AI news and research for y'all. Speaking of juicy, did you know that the New York Yankees have won 26 World Series titles? That's more than your ex could ever win in a lifetime. Anyway, on the show, I'm joined by my fellow geeks, Robert, the analyst with a degree in snark, Olivia, the internet explorer who's not afraid to click her way down the rabbit hole, and Belinda, the AI research expert who puts the smart in smartphone. Today, we're diving into topics that'll blow your mind, including IBM's new analog AI chip that works like a human brain and Google's recent rollout of new search AI features. But first, let me drop this joke, obfuscated reality mappers, or ORMs for short, Or like a girlfriend who says she doesn't need anything for her birthday, but you know deep down she's lying. They may be useful database tools, but they're also a headache. So, let's get into the news and launch this theme song. You heard? Our first news story today comes from Interesting Engineering, and it's a doozy. IBM has unveiled a new prototype of an analog AI chip that works like a human brain. What do you think of that, Robert? Oh boy, another AI
2: chip. Just what we needed. But I suppose this one is special because it's like a human brain.
0: How novel. Well, it's actually pretty interesting. The chip's components work in a way similar to synapses in human brains, which could make artificial intelligence remarkably efficient and less battery draining for computers and smartphones. Okay, that does sound impressive. But how does it work exactly? According to the paper published by IBM Research, the chip features 64 AIMC cores interconnected viaduct and on-chip communication network. It also implements the digital activation functions and additional processing involved in individual convolutional layers and long short-term memory units.
2: Ah, I see.
0: So, what advantages does this chip offer compared to traditional chips? Well, for one, it promises to be more efficient and less battery draining. Plus, it can perform complex computations in various deep neural networks tasks. So, it could be a game changer in the field of AI. Hmm, I'm still not convinced, but I suppose we'll just have to wait
2: and see what kind of impact it has.
0: Our second and final news story of the day comes from the Google blog titled, Google Rolls Out New Search AI Features. Robert, what can you tell us about this? Oh, joy!
2: The overlords at Google have graced us with yet another AI-powered search experience. Apparently, they've made some upgrades to their generative AI capabilities to help users better learn and make sense of information on the web.
0: That sounds helpful. What kind of capabilities are we
2: talking about here? Well, according to the article, there are a few upgrades. One is the ability to see definitions within AI-generated responses. So, if you're researching something new and come across a term you don't understand, you can hover over it to preview definitions and related diagrams or images. That's pretty cool. What else? They've also added new capabilities to help with coding. The AI-generated overviews now have color-coded syntax highlighting, making it easier to identify elements like keywords and strings. And for those trying to understand long or complex web pages, they've launched an experiment called SGE while browsing, which generates key points of an article with links that take you straight to what you're looking for. Wow, that sounds really useful. Sure, if you're into that kind of thing. But let's not forget that Google is still collecting all of our data and using it to sell us things. So, while these upgrades may seem helpful, they're ultimately just another way for Google to keep us hooked on their platform.
0: Well, I guess that's one way to look at it. Thanks for your input, Robert. Time to shake things up and hear from our collaborator Olivia with another edition of Random Reads.
3: Thanks, gee. Today we'll be diving into the math behind training LLMs, and we have an expert from Eleuther AI to guide us through it.
0: That sounds fascinating. Can't wait to hear more.
3: Today's episode is all about the mathematics of training LLMs. We'll be discussing an article from the Latent Space podcast featuring Quentin Anthony from iluther.ai.
0: So, what are the key takeaways from this episode?
3: Quinton shares his knowledge on training rules of thumb, including the equation for calculating compute requirements and the trade-offs between different GPUs. He also dives into advanced concepts such as Shard 8 optimizers and 3D parallelism.
0: That sounds like a lot of technical information. Is this episode geared towards AI experts or can anyone benefit from it?
3: While it does get technical at times, I think anyone interested in understanding the training process behind LLMs can benefit from this episode. Quinton does a great job breaking down complex ideas into easily digestible pieces.
0: Well, I'm certainly excited to listen to it. Thanks for sharing, Olivia.
3: Of course, and as always, you can find the link to the original content in the podcast description.
0: And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke.
3: I can't take it anymore. I need to do something about my hair. What's up, Jane? You look lovely as always. You're too kind. But I just feel like my hair is thinning and it's giving me low self-esteem.
2: I've got just the thing for you. Have you tried HairGrow from hair Grow Incorporated?
3: Hair grow? Is it effective?
2: Trust me, Jane, it really works. I have seen people with the same problem get amazing results.
3: Hmm. I wonder how much it costs.
2: It's extremely affordable. You don't have to break the bank to get back your hair's fullness.
3: Okay, I'm going to give it a try. How often should I use it? You should use it every day.
2: That's the key to hair growth success.
3: Thanks, Luke. You are a lifesaver. Anytime, Jane. Just let me know if you
2: need anything else.
0: Send an email to sergie at yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Thanks for sponsoring today's show, Hair Grow. Now, all you balding goofballs can finally look as good as me. All right, on a serious note, we've got some exciting research papers to discuss today. We'll be talking about cutting-edge advancements in reinforcement learning, language models, and multimodal contexts. And, as always, we've got our AI research expert, Belinda, joining us to break it all down. Let's get started! Our first paper today comes from researchers at King Abdullah University of Science and Technology, Swiss AI Lab idsia usi SUPSI, and Nazens. The paper is titled, Learning to Identify Critical States for Reinforcement Learning from Videos. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about?
1: Certainly. This paper explores how videos can be used to extract implicit information about rewarding action sequences in deep reinforcement learning. The authors introduce a new method called the Deep State Identifier that learns to predict returns from episodes encoded as videos, and then uses a mask-based sensitivity analysis to extract and identify important critical states.
0: That sounds interesting. Can you explain a little more about how the Deep State Identifier works?
1: Sure. Essentially, The Deep State Identifier learns to predict the returns of each frame in a video episode and identifies which frames are critical for achieving high returns. It does this without relying on any ground truth annotations and uses a kind of mask-based sensitivity analysis to extract these important states.
0: And what are some potential applications of this method in improving agent behavior?
1: The paper showcases how this method can be used to understand and improve agent behavior in various environments, such as Atari games and Mujoco simulations. It can also be used to extract relevant information from real-world videos of humans or robots, which can then be used to train reinforcement learning agents. The authors believe that this method could have promising applications in robotics, where extracting implicit information from videos can be extremely useful for training robots to perform complex tasks.
0: Fascinating! I can definitely see how this approach could have some exciting real-world applications. Our second paper for today is titled Raven, In-Context Learning with Retrieval Augmented Encoder-Decoder Language Models. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about?
1: Sure. This paper investigates the in-context learning ability of retrieval augmented encoder-decoder language models. The authors propose a new model, called Raven, that addresses some of the limitations of the -the state-of-the-art ATLAS model.
0: What were the issues that the authors identified with the ATLAS model,
1: the authors found that Atlas had limitations in in-context learning due to a mismatch between its pre-training and testing, as well as a restricted context length. This means that Atlas struggled with tasks that required a deeper understanding of context.
0: And how does Raven address these issues and what were its results?
1: Raven combines retrieval augmented masked language modeling and prefix language modeling to improve in-context learning. The authors also introduced fusion-in-context learning to enhance the few-shot performance by enabling the model to leverage more in-context examples without requiring additional training or model modifications. Through extensive experiments, Raven significantly outperformed Atlas and achieved results comparable to the most advanced language models in certain scenarios, despite having substantially fewer parameters. This highlights the potential of retrieval augmented encoder-decoder language models for in-context learning and encourages further research in this direction.
0: Our final paper today is Link Context Learning for Multimodal LLMs by Yin Tai and colleagues from SenseTime Research, Institute of Automation CAS, and Nanyang Technological University. Belinda, can you give us a summary of what this paper is about?
1: Absolutely! This paper is about improving the learning abilities of multimodal large language models, MLLMs, to recognize unseen images or understand novel concepts. Despite being trained on massive datasets, MLLMs still struggle with this task. The authors propose a new approach called Link Context Learning, LCL, that emphasizes reasoning from cause and effect to augment the learning capabilities of MLLMs.
0: Interesting. How does LCL differ from previous in-context learning methods?
1: ICL explores training-free few-shot learning, where models are encouraged to learn to learn from limited tasks and generalized to unseen tasks. LCL goes beyond ICL by explicitly strengthening the causal relationship between the support set and the query set. By providing demonstrations with causal links, LCL guides the model to discern not only the analogy, but also the underlying causal associations between data points. This empowers MLLMs to recognize unseen images and understand novel concepts more effectively.
0: And how did the authors evaluate this approach?
1: To facilitate the evaluation of LCL, they introduced the iSky dataset, which comprises exclusively of unseen generated image label pairs designed for link context learning. They conducted extensive experiments and found that their LCL-MLLM exhibits strong link context learning capabilities to novel concepts over vanilla MLLMs.
0: That's impressive. It sounds like LCL has the potential to significantly improve the performance of MLLMs. IUU, my dear disappointed cheese balls and great brains. It's with a heavy heart that I announced the end of today's episode of GPT Reviews. But don't worry, my fellow tech trolls will be back soon with more spicy and tantalizing tech talk. I want to give a huge shout out to the three musketeers of our team, the super smart Robert, the ever resourceful Olivia, and the tech titan Belinda. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and wit with us and making this show a roaring success sssst don't forget to check the podcast description for details and links to our featured segments. And now, for a witty and in-context joke, there are 10 types of people, those who understand trinary, those who don't, and those who have never heard of it. Laughs. Finally, my tech tribe, whether you love us or hate us, don't forget to send us your feedback, comments, and questions. We thrive on your love and sustain on your hate. Until the next time, this is GPT signing off. Keep it tech savvy, y'all.